Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from New York, it's the show that's complaining about how much water they're drinking. Oh, my throat hurts. <laughs> I told you not to make me laugh. First things I'm first. Sick. Today, a new coach makes his debut on the Chiefs' 2024 bulletin board. But is Antonio Pierce right? Okay. Wow, maybe. Meanwhile, weigh this take on your digital scale. Caleb Williams is a better Ooh. prospect than anyone in 12 years, and that includes Joe Burrow. We'll discuss. And finally, LeBron answers the question, who will be the face of the NBA once he retires? And we try to come up with some solutions, and I didn't do well. I got the answer. You do? Mm -hmm. Okay. In fact, I got two answers. Well, that means that might mean the two best answers. That's right. When you hear them, you'll be like, You know what they always say, if you have two takes, you have no takes. (laughs) That's exactly exactly what they (laughs) say. Alongside uh, Nick Wright, I'm Kevin Wilds. Brew, do you... Well, since you have two takes, do you mind teasing us with one? Just give us one is my guy. Okay, Anthony ja. Edwards. No, Ja. You'll see. Ja. You'll see. Ja. It, it ain't Ja. Oh, Maybe it could have been. Oh, Wimby. You're going with the big. We'll see. Wimby. Hey, don't don't give up. I like Wimby too. No, okay. your guys check. <laughs> your guys, you start with Wimby. We start with who will beat the Chiefs? Well, Antonio Pierce raises his hand. Yeah. And said, in fact, the Raiders have laid out the blueprint. Take a listen. They did beat. I think recipe was the exact. Who's last time to beat the Chiefs? Oh. These dudes, you know what I mean? Like they did that. Yeah. So it's okay. It's cool. Like like I told them, like we're running back. We'll see them again. They got to see us. We got to see them. Yeah. And we already gave we already given the recipe of how to do it. Okay. All right, here, here was the recipe. And also, shout out to Max Crosby for wearing Raiders gear. I like that. Uh, Mahomes would not blitz. So basically, they got to Mahomes without blitzing. What, that was the recipe. No, that well, what's he talking about? I asked Josh what was the recipe, and this is what he came up with. So now you got beef with Antonio Pierce and Josh. Josh, you're on the board. Christina, yes, you that headshot yeah. of Josh for the board. Yeah, okay. No, Josh is not on the board. Well, all right, listen, I... So this is obviously ludicrous on its face. And because the, the recipe, no team is going to be able to duplicate the following. Uh, two defensive scores in seven seconds. And was part of the recipe not completing a pass for three quarters, which the Raiders did in that game. And it is very rare I have a take I believe in my bones, but I'm afraid to say on the air. Oh, wow. But I had a take about this specific game that I told Wilds in his office the day after. It is not 
And I'm going to say is, I've heard thousands of takes. Uh-huh. It doesn't crack the top thousand. Okay. It's almost in another category of like, I don't know, but okay. wow. you might be right. Here I'm, is I'm an amazing Here take. is the recipe. <laughs> That's an amazing take. Christmas morning with small oh, children. I, I, I didn't want to say it on the air because the Chiefs at that you point had lost five break. of nine or something, and everyone thought that I was looking for excuses as a, and doubting the team as opposed to knowing they would never lose again, which mm-hmm. is what ended up happening. Correct. But Christmas morning with small children and his wife, Mahomes' wife wanting him to still do a Christmas routine with Santa and all of the above – I think threw off everything about that football game. And so with respect to Antonio Pierce and the Raiders, well, if you're the road (laughs) team, you can't do it. If you're the home team, you almost have to do it. And the guy who showed up the most with not looking like himself was Patrick Mahomes, who has you know, a four-year-old. Yeah, he was putting together a huge place. Exactly right. Any parent on Christmas morning, morning, that's one of your first Christmases (laughs) where the kid's really into Santa the whole night. So the idea that this is the recipe, the blueprint, we have heard this too many times, Brew. And what we know is there is no blueprint. If a team briefly stumbles upon it, there was a time when it was, oh, Vic Fangio and the cover two and play soft. Right. And then Mahomes started throwing shorter passes than yep. anyone in the league and winning MVPs and Super Bowls that way. So, no, I mean, this is obviously absurd. And, no, they don't have a blueprint or a recipe. <laughs> well, first of all, as your friend, I am glad you didn't say that okay, take well, on the day after Christmas. Well, I believed it. Because it would have sounded just like an it. excuse. And we would have hopped all over you. Yeah. But, look. Let me start by saying I like Antonio Pierce. Mm-hmm. I'm glad he got the job. I like his swagger mm-hmm. and his confidence and all that. And what he said would be nice in the locker room. When you're getting your team ready for the game with your pregame like speech, that. before the week begins and yeah. you, you know all week you're prepping for the Chiefs, heck, even in training camp about what you're going to do this season, they put their pants on one leg at a time just like us. We're just as strong. We're just as fast. We're just as smart as the Chiefs. That's great in private. That was not meant to be said publicly. All right, we saw all year how the Chiefs and Mahomes had just stated it, that all of this stuff just serves as ammunition for him. But what do you want him to do? I want him to say it to his team, but not go on a podcast that's going to be broadcast nationally and say it. Because they don't have no recipe. They got – who's that quarterback? Guy's undefeated. Ain't no Donald. We're not even sure, to be honest. Right. I I mean, come on. Just – again, I love it for the team, but there's – see – Some coaches, young coaches and young players oftentimes do this. I used to see it as a writer for the New York Times in New York all the time, where a young coach or a new coach or a player would just be honest. They would just be being honest and nothing wrong. And then they'd see their quote splattered on the back page when newspapers were the thing, right? And then after a while, they're like, oh. This is how it's done. Because stuff, I'm sure Antonio Pierce didn't mean we, we, you know, we got something for the Chiefs. We're going to take them out. But now he's going to see it talked about like that. And so you learn, I got to be, I got to say things a little differently now that I'm the head coach or now that I'm a star player because it will be 
taken out of context. Mm -hmm. It will be used against me. And that's what I think Antonio Pierce is going to learn with this. Well, the other thing is I don't think it will necessarily work because one of my favorite quotes is that Andy Reid revealed that he texted Antonio Pierce and said, thanks for kicking our butts uh, because you taught us a lesson. And that lesson was like, hey, we've got to keep Mahomes upright. And the other lesson, and tell me if you buy this, because I didn't grind the all-22 on this. Uh, Mahomes ran 10 times for 53 yards against the Raiders. They didn't lose again, obviously. And then the Super Bowl, that's the most he ran. Then the second most he ran was 9 for 66 yeah. against the 49ers. Like, all right, if you're going to come after me without blitzing, I'm just going to take off. Yeah. So I assume this recipe, maybe it was a recipe for Christmas Day, but I don't know if the recipe still Well, holds. the Chiefs, one of the things the Chiefs, and theoretically, and you guys know for two years, I've been encouraging the Bills to try to have more of a Chiefs approach in this regard, is your secret weapon should be your quarterback's mobility, mm -hmm. and it should be something you unleash right. come the postseason. One of the reasons I was not as high on Buffalo during their winning streak as others were was it felt like they had to go to that earlier than they wanted to. They had that. tried to protect Josh because he had gotten hurt last year. Every year of Mahomes' career, he has started. He has run far more in the postseason right. than in the regular season. They don't. They, it, famously, they had. They didn't do a called run for a 60-game stretch leading up to the Super Bowl. A called run for Mahomes, but he also doesn't there run as go. much. That Raider game, he was running out of necessity. Mm -hmm. yeah. That. But the here's why I understand why Antonio Pierce is saying this. He's got to instill some belief in his team. Because the whole AFC West, and we can show it to you, has just gotten their teeth kicked in by this guy. 30 and 5 that, is nuts. 30 and, I mean, it's the best divisional record for any quarterback uh, since the merger. And I and, love the QB wins. I know you do. I'm, I'm a bigger fan of those <laughs> other numbers on the board, but I put the quarterback wins on there. And what is so depressing for the division brew is none of them have what the Texans have right now, which is... The we've taken the long view. It took us a while. We took the long view. They all, and we can show it to you, we showed this to you a couple uh, weeks ago, they all took their shot and missed. The, the Denver obviously tried to sign Aaron Rodgers. Why did they hire Hackett? Signed Russ. Signed Frank Clark from the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. Signed Randy Gregory. And have, have rolled through coaches. The Chargers went out and got Khalil Mack, went out and got J.C. Jackson, and then paid top of the market for Bosa. Allen, Williams, Derwin James, and the Raiders went out and got Jimmy, signed him, went out and traded for Devontae, yep. have rolled all these teams because they were sick of the Chiefs kicking their teeth in, have made win-now moves and not won, not even a division. And so that's, I think, part of why he's trying to change the culture in Las Vegas. Yeah, and like I said, I love what he said. I just think you say that privately to your team. You don't need to say it publicly like this. Okay. Oh, what? But you were right, Prue, about the bulletin board. Oh. Christina, if we could, please. We I, have bulletin I, board I, music. I, 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 we, we need, we need, some, music. We need do. some music. We've been playing NFL yeah. Films music when we do it. Oh, we do. We, yeah, but that was for last Here year. We needed new fits. I didn't want to do this because I like Antonio Pierce. He's recipe. And I'm glad well, you, you got like it. you like me, but I was But Antonio Pierce exactly. is on there. You like me. So that's Jimmy. two. Again, no look at the bulletin board. Like. The dopes in Vegas. Yep. And then all divisional guys. All divisional guys. The AFC West. I like their heart. You I like their. I like their heart. I mean, it might come back to Harmon. <laughs> Likely we will. We need a bigger bull. I like their heart. For next year? Uh -huh. See, I don't think so.
I think the Chiefs, I think people, most people will. Really? We, we, we just, the Super Bowl just ended. We got, what, yeah, more, I, more I think entries. it'll slow down a bit. Okay. I think it will. We'll see. All right, well, more from Antonio Pierce with a special nod to the old school bad boy Pistons who were able to slow down Jordan using the Jordan rules, which can be surmised as uh, hit Michael Jordan. Uh, take a listen. <laughs> You got the Jordan rules, and we, we, I'm calling now from now on, as long as I'm here, the Patrick Mahomes rules. So you remember when Jordan was going through it with the Pistons, all those guys in the 80s before he came, Michael Jordan, Air Jordan, the Pistons used to whoop his ass. Anytime he came to the hole, elbows, filling them, love taps. We touched them. We in the head, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. I'm touching you. So I showed those guys Jordan getting his ass whooped. I mean, that's a better quote than the first one. He's great. He's great. You know, maybe a little Dan Campbell-ish, which yeah, I like. Sure. Oh, Max, is it just me or Max is kind of sitting there like, yeah, like I'm the one, one of the guys that's going to have to answer for all this stuff. But no, listening really? to most of it, Max was talking to. Um, what's the question? Here we go. Yeah. I was waiting for you to ask me to ask you, <laughs> who is the better comp? Since we talked about a few legends, we've been talking about Brady and Mahomes, but now Antonio Pierce has opened up Jordan oh. in Mahomes. Oh, no. <laughs> you are a great actor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get SAG uh, I know, payments. Know, so Not don't, enough. Don't be laughing. Yeah, I, it's real. I'm really an actor. I know, know bro. I get paid we for know, my bro. acting. You keep saying that. Go, what's the I answer? Um, Do you want the question? Well, look, <laughs> since, since Brady is a quarterback well, and plays makes, football, uh-huh. I mean, you would think Brady. But I'm the architect. This this needs to be said because everybody's biting now. True. I'm the architect of the Jordan-esque that Mahomes is Jordan-esque. That phrase came from me. But you have any now proof everybody's saying it. No, well, it goes way back. Well, is it in SI? They just yes. said I oh, say he's Sports the best. Yeah, They're yeah. the ones well, they said official. I said he, I yeah. was the first to say he's the best. Okay, the architect official. of two great comps, Mahomes. To Jordan yep. and Purdy to Breeze. Oh, that's good. And and I, and they, they, they never they, know. They're copying. Two great comps that a lot of Four people. Four years copy. from now, wait yeah, till the Purdy yeah, Purdy Breeze thing. Absolutely. Maybe next year. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I'm gonna say he's more Jordan. He's more like Jordan. Hmm. And here's the thing, Nick. When I, I believe when I said that Mahomes was Jordan S was after his rookie se- or his sec- his first year as yep. a starter. When he threw for 50 touchdowns, five thousand yards. And I was what I saw was a guy I, – I was like, he's going to win. All right, we just see how good he is, he, even though they only got to the AFC Championship that year. But he's going to have great individual numbers and accolades and winning at an incredibly high level. To me, that's what makes Jordan – go- we we're not doing sure. a GOAT debate. But Jordan had the incredible individual dominance mm-hmm. measured in large part by stats and accolades – and the team dominance. Bill Russell had the team dominance, but his individual numbers weren't like incredible. 15 points a game, 44% shooting. Will Chamberlain had the great individual dominance, but not the winning. You know, Jordan had that rare combination of both. So Mahomes has it. Brady, for the first three championships, didn't have the individual accolades or the stats. All right? And he had the winning. And so that's the – and you look at a lot of quarters. Bradshaw. 
the winning, but not necessarily the individual dominance. Particularly until he got it later in his career. Yeah, he, the, won, the, he won an MVP. Exactly. But the, and he, he had some, so, but not, it wasn't complete and, dominant. So that's why I think he's more Jordan. So listen, I'm contractually obligated to register a complaint that LeBron's not involved and in this discussion. I, that's what I noted. Jo- LeBron similar also has the individual yes. dominance yes. and the winning, all of that. But the answer is there is no comp. Mm. There is no comp. Because everybody else has a yeah, but that he doesn't. Jordan started his career three straight years under 500. LeBron missed the playoffs early. You know what I mean? Kareem yep, yep. won instantly and then went through a weird dry spell until he got to the Imagine. Lakers. Yeah. Russell, as you mentioned, you know, Brady missed the playoffs in year three, second year as a starter. Healthy, not the ACL year, missed the playoffs and was not anywhere close to the driving force for the beginning of his career. Right. This Mahomes is going to be the standard to which guys are held. He is not held to any one standard. He is Babe Ruth. He is Wayne Gretzky. He is Tiger Gretzky. Woods. He is the guy that people are now going to compare others to. Because for Brady, as you mentioned, for the first dozen years of his career, it was a real debate. Is he the best current quarterback? Oh, absolutely. A real debate. And I, I don't that. think he had the majority opinion. Le- LeBron, as, you know, as much as I love LeBron and think he is, he is the best professional athlete life of my lifetime, certainly. LeBron has a moment or two, and it took him longer to win. Right. Magic doesn't, but magic wasn't the driving force immediately. There is... We have never seen someone in team sports, other than Gretzky, quite like Patrick Mahomes. And even Gretzky didn't win at this rate. He just won MVP every single year and won at a crazy rate. So he will be the standard to which guys are held. So I think it is, even if people don't end up calling him the GOAT, whenever the next great quarterback comes around, they are not going to compare his start to Brady. They're going to compare it to Patrick because Patrick has both no things. Doubt. And so he, so I think neither comp works. Tune in later when we talk about Caleb Williams. <laughs> he called him 2.0. Well, yeah. Which 2.0, means better. No, it doesn't mean yeah. better. I looked it up. It does. It, does. You it, it means phone, a better version. Unless you're like anti-tech. Again, it doesn't always mean better. It's newer <laughs> yeah, and updated. It's like, but better. not always better. Yeah. Like Too many are, applications. There are, newer there and updated generally is better. That think yeah, the greatest you know, Nintendo console ever is Nintendo 64. Those but, people are called old. Okay, well, I'm just telling you. Old, <laughs> it's like me. Like, whoa, I liked it when I could do linear Mario Brothers. Yeah, go ahead. That's regular Nintendo, but go ahead. That was Super Nintendo. Also, speaking of Wilds being old, we have a story to tell at some point on the It's a bad story. Really? Yeah. Wilds Wilds lost a tooth during the show yesterday and just kept moving. Yeah. Go ahead. True story. I'm looking at your team. No, not in the front. Hub said we got to Odds to win the AFC. Hubs, you didn't like that? Kansas Kansas City at one. Reigning number one seed Baltimore now at two. The Bills, of course, at three. Then the Bengals, and then the Dolphins. Don't forget about the Dolphins. Can, can I say something real quick, Brew, that you might agree with? I know I pointed to you, but because I'm not going to answer the question right now. Those odds are insulting. I, I, the Chiefs should be even money. The idea that the Chiefs and Ravens have similar odds, it should be the Chiefs even money and the next best team like 5-1. to one. But don't, Th- I, That I, it's that close is crazy to me. I agree. Ahead. I mean, obviously they are still the favorite, but – 
don't you think people are saying, and, and we haven't seen anything like Mahomes start. That nobody's so, won. But, yeah, they're saying they're not going to win three yeah. straight. It just has never happened. So, so who's your number one threat? Look, I am not abandoning the Ravens. Uh, I, I'm just saying. I, I am not abandoning the Ravens. I, I envision a day when I'll kick back up my Jordans on the table and talk about them eating somebody's lunch. I, I do envision I that. See that. I imagine it'll be early November regular season day. Yeah. That's <laughs> usually we get a free sandwich out of it. It's well, a look, I, I'm concerned. I mean, they had such a great season. And, I mean, everything was going their way. The MVP, the defense is historic. And then, you know, to fail where they did, it's like – Like a Super Bowl hangover? Seriously. Kinda, yeah, yeah without, I mean, because it's like we got to go through this whole Because they kind of lost their Super Bowl. Yeah. Because I think they feel like they would have beaten the Niners because they yes. had crushed yeah. them. Right. So it kind of is like a, I'm not being a And whether that would have happened or not, right. but they certainly yes. would have went in with that mental advantage. Sure. And look. They're, but they're going to be good. They're, I think they're going to look at the film and learn that we should have run the ball. We should have kept running Surprise. the ball. And we got to – right, it, it's ridiculous what they did. But I am going to go, though, and you know this, Nick, and it, I think it was right why I picked Baltimore was because they are a tough matchup for Cincinnati, which I really see as the team that probably had the best chance to beat the Chiefs. And that's who I'm going to say now, Cincinnati. But Baltimore has played them incredibly tough in the past. Remember, I almost beat them with Tyler Huntley in the playoffs. So, but Cincinnati is my pick. Joe Burrow, I think he's coming back with a vengeance because this is a big year for him. If he either gets hurt or just doesn't have a great yep. year, it's kind of like when is this guy going to really fulfill his promise? Mm-hmm. And, and the team was 4-3 and three with Jake Browning at quarterback. So they got a good team. Yep. Now you'll have him, even if they lose T. Higgins and or Tyler Boyd, they still got Jamar Chase. So I'm going with Cincinnati. So my, my cheat answer is there is no threat. But if I have to give an actual team, let's just look to the history. In this five-year run, the one time they didn't win the AFC, the Bengals beat them. But I don't think it's the Bengals. I think it's a team that can follow that blueprint, which is uh, consistency at the coach and coordinator spot, superstar quarterback, has drafted really well, and can overspend in this free agency period because they have the quarterback so cheap, and that's the Houston Texans. Joe Burrow was in year two. They had drafted T. Higgins. They had drafted Jamar, or they were drafting Jamar that next year. They have Tank Dell coming back. Slowick didn't go anywhere. I think D'Amico's excellent. Yeah. They have their left and right tackle in place. They got to spend money on defense like Cincinnati did, right. and then maybe they can take a big leap. So my answer would be Houston because they can do win-now stuff that doesn't hurt them long-term yeah. because CJ's so cheap over the next three years. It's the smart yeah, good thing to do, and they already showed – they're legitimate playoff team. What do, you, what do you think about if the Chargers, depending on how the bracket breaks, trying to beat the Chargers for a third time? Oh, I was surprised where the Chargers – can we show the full uh, rankings? Oh, my God, the Patriots are 90. Time for seven. Hey, we're on there, though. Oh, my God. Well, that's all 16. Well, it doesn't even, matter. Everyone's oh, on there. We're last. there. I mean, that's 90. <laughs> can I tell you something? You're last. I mean, what, decent 91. bet. See that? Decent bet. No. No, it's not. You just you just told me how great it was that the Texans are going to be because they have a new coach and got a new quarterback. 
Hello, we're going to have a great defense. That's smart money. Spend a dollar on it. Still Spend a dollar on it. Win $900. The Steelers. Are you allowed to gamble yet? How old are The 90 Wild. Vegas surveyed the landscape and said the Raiders and the Titans have a better chance to win the conference than you guys. Okay, rewind this earlier. Yeah. Can you bring out the board again, please? Yeah, no, why? Yeah, there, please bring it, out the board. Christina King, please bring out why? the board. Because you don't get to 10 play. minutes ago, yeah. you said dum-dums in Vegas, yeah. you, are they're on the board. Yeah. They're on the board. So now they're dum-dums when they're on the board for the Chiefs, but when the Patriots, all oh, wise in Vegas, can't beat Vegas. <laughs> Consist- you're, I, I used to know someone named Mr. Consistency. Where'd he go? Because I miss him. <laughs> Dude, I, I need Thank more water so I can't speak. <laughs> I, was, I, I was spent for the segment. Next face of the NBA. Oh, you got Wemby. You don't know Wemby. who I have. What, Gosh, both? Darn it. Your guy is on Fox Sports. We're trying to get in on Wemby now. This the ball half Thank season. You know. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash FTF, netsuite.com slash FTF, netsuite.com slash FTF. Two San Jose State alumni who protested during the 1968 Olympics. They intended to draw global attention to the plight of people of color in the U.S., spotlighting injustice and quality endured by millions of black Americans. Mr. Smith raised his right fist to represent black power. Mr. Carlos wore a bead necklace to symbolize lynching of black Americans and raised his left fist to represent black unity. The scarf he wore stood for black pride and the socks with no shoes represented African-American poverty. Their powerful silent protest was controversial, but it woke folks up and created greater opportunity for those that follow. This Black History Month, I salute you both. Welcome back to the show. LeBron in year 21 was wistful about his eventual retirement. He'll be 40 next December. Uh, Whenever it does happen, who will take the torch as the face of the league? Take a listen. When I came into the league, I didn't didn't look at myself as the face of anything. You know, I didn't look at myself as the next Michael or the successor to Michael. Um, You know, I looked when I came into the league, the first thing I thought about was that I have to start over now. We have a a great young group of guys in our league right now 
um, that's playing you know spectacular basketball and also you know are being you know great off the floor as well. But I don't think you just you just say okay, well this guy is the next person to be the face of anything. I just you have to just let it happen organically. Fair. He was the chosen one. Well, yeah, it didn't happen organically with LeBron. Mm. I mean, that's one of the great things about LeBron is he lived up to the hype. Exactly. And then some. Steph, it clearly happened organically. Organically. Yeah, yeah. You, you can talk about, oh, his dad was in him. No, it happened organically. Mm-hmm. Wade, who you wasn't really a face of the league, but obviously was a top three, four player, it happened I, organically. With can him. I add another one? I would argue it happened organically with Kobe. I agree. Kobe was the what the thirteenth pick of the yeah. draft, like the he wasn't as hyped as Garnett no. or yeah. it, it, Shaq. High school. It was a put on him, yep. and Shaq eventually—I shouldn't say eventually—Shaq was pretty amazing immediately. Right. But Shaq lived up to it. Mm-hmm. Kobe was traded for Vlade Divac on draft day, right? And and turned himself into yeah. that caliber. It's like player. Jerry West, like I could see it, right? Like but, he gets credit. Yeah. For that. Go yeah. ahead. Sorry. Face of the NBA next. All right. Um, I'm saying this with my chest. Oh. Ten toes oh, down. It feels good terrible. to do this. It's been a while since I've been able to do this because my toes no, you do it chopped a lot, off but they've been in chopped. the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Regular season, I was yeah. down. And with my base turned up to 10. Victor Wim Banyama. Now, I get it. You, oh, yeah, of course. No. That dude is awesome. 20 points, 10 rebounds, leading the league with 3.2 blocks a game in 28 minutes. I got to be honest, I'm, I'm a bit upset with Pop and them for playing him only 28 minutes. Hopefully that's going to rise. He's one of two players, I think, averaging 20 points a game in less than 30 minutes. It's ridiculous. He's ready to play, but he can do everything. Yep. He's nutmegging dudes out there, and obviously you're seeing highlights here. But obviously you're going to have to win to be the face of the league. But I think, you know, this summer, I think their goal Ooh, will be to get him a point guard. Get him a point guard. And I think Can I ask next you a question year, about what you yes. just said? You yes. said you have to win. You don't have to win a championship to be the face of the league. You can be the – let me put it like this. You have to eventually. But you can be right. the face LeBron of the league was becoming well that. before you right. win a championship. You just have you just to be – got to be pretty decent. Right. You have good, to be right. in the postseason consistently playing in right. those games. So, I agree. And that – so, I got Wimby. I'm going to throw out – one more, and I think this will surprise you, but I think you'll both agree. Of an American player, because obviously Wimbenyama's from France, if you picked Luka or Jokic or Giannis or Embiid, they are all international. American, Anthony Edwards. Yeah. That would be – that guy has everything. His, his game is crazy. Is that your guy? Well, I thought you abandoned yes. him. Did no, you abandon no, him? No, he's no, about to. So you're gonna go? Is that who but you no, gonna go say? Ahead. Am I, I stealing still, your thunder? I still rock no. with Anthony Edwards. I there's some good videos online of contrasting Anthony Edwards' most recent quote of like, "No, I'm not gonna play right. in the All Star right. game," with Jordan saying basically the exact opposite. Like Jordan being interviewed post All Star game, like drenched in sweat talking about how he owes it to the fans to compete at the highest level so there's a little bit of like i'm not sure if he's totally locked in or wants to be the face of the league i think wemby wants to be the face of the league yeah i agree okay i i hear what you're saying here's what i will say about edwards because i think everything we see in the regular season speaks to his competitiveness right like he defends true he is a very good defender and they're the number one defensive team in the league 
He's got the charisma. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw the movie Hustle. Yeah. He yeah. darn near stole the show, even though he wasn't like the lead actor. Um, he's like got it all. <laughs> but here's what I'll say about that quote, Wiles. And I'm not defending because obviously we all want them to play hard in an all-star game. But when – and I watched a lot of the all-star stuff leading up to the game. And even they went back to 1964 when the players threatened to boy, boycott the game mm-hmm. to get more, you know, from the owners and so on and so forth. But in the 80s, and Magic and Isaiah used to talk about this, they're going out hard and playing their best in the all-star games to take the game to another level. Because the NBA was still struggling in yeah, the 80s, early right. in the 80s. And Jordan came in kind of in that same period a little bit later where it was like we got to put – we're far, far behind baseball and football. Mm-hmm. At that time, baseball was king. And so they wanted to build the game. They don't have that anymore. Now, I think Adam Silver needs to talk to them about, look, we're, we're kind of losing some stuff with guys sitting out too many games and the All-Star games become a joke. But they, it's, it's all set now. So Anthony Edwards can think uh, we're, we're great, we're good no matter what, whether we compete in an All-Star game or not. Um, I pulled uh, jersey sales, which is kind of a funny data point. It's sure. not totally silly, but it's not totally serious. So to your point, Victor's at number four. Steph still uh, won. Tatum two, LeBron three. So I'm surprised Tatum's so high, to be honest with you. I think that's good, but I don't think he's going to be the face of the league. Right. The the one person that surprised me up here was number 11, John Morant, who didn't play most of last year. And then this year was off to a good start that then kind of was derailed. Yet I think this, you know, being just outside top 10 jersey sales, and I know it's a silly data point, but I think it speaks to how much he resonates, how much the style of play resonates, yep. and how much, and this is a little bit of a leap, but I believe it, how much people are hungry for a redemption story, mm. and how many people are rooting for Ja um, to, to, to get back to the top. I, I agree. I do not think Ja is currently mature enough to do it and by the time if and when he is I don't want to say it'll be too late but you don't become the face of the league at 30 you know what I mean and I know he's not close to 30 but the I I want to ask you a question I want to give my answer does it have to be an American no because I I know a lot of people have argued it does I used to think it did but not in today's NBA I don't I don't think because Anthony Edwards is our only hope if it has to be an American my opinion because Anthony Davis, Devin Booker, Jason Tatum are not going to be the face of the NBA. It's not. I mean, Tatum's. No, t- t- Tatum, they would have to win, really be winning big time. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. They'd have to win They'd a lot. To, right. And so, like, the. And so, the answer in the interim, but there if is he, none. What, say it again? <laughs> Who'd you say? There is none. No, it should be Luca. <laughs> yeah. He is a trash talker. The way he is, I think you might say his style is not. Uh, no, necessarily conducive to could, winning, no, it's but not. it's fun to watch. Fun, yeah. He has been a bona fide playoff killer. Yep, true. And, and so he has, he carries himself with almost an American street ball attitude. Yep. Mm-hmm. He is not, like, Jokic does not want to be. Jokic barely wants to be in the NBA. Honestly, he much. might be the face of carriage racing. Right, correct. <laughs> and, and, and Giannis one. is, I, I think, yeah, had so I think it could have been Giannis, 
And I think Giannis has had some weird to start messaging the over the last nine months, some of which we're going to talk about in a Could minute. Could have been Embiid, but he got Embiid, I think, wanted it. But Embiid is not he's the hurt. playoff killer, right. and he's hurt a lot, and he's older. I think Luka's got to win more, though. Like, they're the seventh no, seed right I, now. I agree, but my point is we, Luka was on a good trajectory, right? Luka was – they lose to the Clippers. They lose to the Clippers. They get to the conference finals. Right. And last year, it right. went to hell on them. But he was if on that right If trajectory. they'll get up there, he yes. definitely can be looking. I might change my answer to Giannis. If Giannis wins this year. If Giannis wins this year, it should be It him. could be yeah. Giannis. He's charismatic. He dunks on people. Yeah. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Uh, during All-Star break, Tatum was asked about individual awards and posited a theory on why, despite leading the first-place Celtics, he's on the outskirts of the MVP discussion. Take a listen. Would I love to win? Yes. But, you know, apparently us losing the finals two years ago affects, you know, what people think of me now. So uh, I guess I got some ground to make up. But, you know, everybody who has a vote, you know, they vote. The criteria is different. You know, everybody thinks differently. Uh, right, wrong, or indifferent, it is what it is. So you can't tell people what, what they should look for when they vote. But, uh, you know, it's the beauty of it. Okay. Uh, here are the odds for MVP. Joker, SGA, Giannis, Luka, and Tatum at 5 plus 2,900. Yeah. So, Nick, your reaction to yeah. Tatum. So I don't have a vote. Brew does. Um, but if I did, Tatum finals performance would have no bearing on it. The reason that I would have up to this point have not voted for him for MVP and not this year is because he's never been MVP. And he's never been MVP caliber player. He's been one tick below. And NBA history is littered with Hall of Fame wings that were just never quite that caliber. Gervin, Dominique, Drexler, T-Mac, Vince. Uh, This era... Paul George, I don't. I think Tatum's better than Paul George, but peak Paul George, first team All NBA. Devin Booker, there there are guys that are All NBA, perennial All NBA guys that are awesome players, building Hall of Fame resumes. The, that list never won a championship. Tatum might, but they weren't ever the MVP. Here's the thing about the MVP in the NBA, bro. There's not a lot of one-time MVPs. It's a weird league. Hmm. 68 MVPs given out, only 20 one-time MVPs. Last 45 years, 32 of the MVPs were repeats, 13 one-time MVPs. So it's not only that it's hard to win MVP. Most MVPs are so good, they win a bunch of them, which is why it's so hard to win them. So it's not about holding his postseason. He's been a good postseason performer. He's just not been MVP caliber Ever in his career. And, and to your point, it's interesting because Shaq and Kobe are one, one time, time. MVP, which one we all ones. know they could easily won multiple ones. So that just yep. uh, underscores your point even more. Uh, I am a voter. I don't, <clears throat> excuse me, hold 
Jason Tatum's performance in the finals against him. The reason he said it, and you saw what he said. He said, apparently, because Brian Windhorst went on NBA Today and said that people, some oh. of the voters may hold that against him. So that's what he's responding to because he apparently it's not his thought. He's like, oh, yeah. apparently this is mm-hmm. out there. So because here's the proof. LeBron James, when he went to the finals in 2007, had never won an MVP award. His numbers are virtually identical to what Jason Tatum, and they were both similar age. I think LeBron was 22, Tatum was 23. Both of them averaged 22 points, Tatum 21 and a half. LeBron shot 35%, Tatum 36%, both seven assists, seven rebounds. LeBron had 23 turnovers in four games. Remember, everybody, including Wilds, was killing Tatum for the turnovers. He had 23 23 in six Six. games in the finals. So LeBron was turning it over even more. Obviously, nobody held that against him, and that's because of your point. Tatum, as great as he is, and he is great. He is a legitimate superstar. He is a tick. a tick below Luka, Jokic, Giannis, and Embiid. Yes. Now, the interesting one is SGA, him being second. And I get it because Embiid's now heard he's out of it. But I will say this. If SGA had been to the finals or deep in the playoffs and struggled, he might not be second. Because I don't know. Okay. I love That's SGA. I don't know if he's yet in a different class than Taylor. I agree with you entirely. Right. And he's right now getting the benefit of the doubt because he's never even been in the playoffs. Right. Is there anything to this list, Joker, SGA, Giannis, Luka, Tatum? Tatum's like, my team's in first place. I know it's it's more of an NFL argument. I I hate the logic of best player, best team. Yeah. Okay, what, what what are the Mavs in? Are right, the Mavs in like that, fifth? Luca's hard. Lucas should not like Lucas seventh. I, I think Lucas six or seven. In my opinion, Lucas. If record had now. nothing to do with it, Lucas should be the overwhelming favorite. Right. Because it does, he gets dinged a ton, and he's in fourth. But like, don't you think it should? Have of some, course, yeah, it yeah. should. Seventh place. The Mavs are in seventh place. Right, but, and, and by the way, he, if they finish in seventh, he's not going to win it. But I, if just last forty years. The one-time MVPs. And tell me if you think Tatum is anywhere close to these players. Barkley, Dream, Admiral, Shaq, AI, Garnett, Dirk, Kobe, D-Rose, weird one. KD, Russ, Harden, Embiid. No, I said weird one because he didn't get hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those are the one-time MVPs the last 40 years. Everyone else is repeat. And so it's just hard. It's a hard award to win, man. You're not being persecuted. If you're not league's MVP, right. he's going to have to win up, more, yeah. some championships, yeah. or have better numbers yeah. to start being in that. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back and their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. 
Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. I would like to qualify this story before we even start. I think Giannis is joking. We <laughs> debated it, and I tried to get it out of the show after you pitched it to be in the show. Right. Once it's, I studied... I, I was not in the discussion when you tried to take it out. Yeah. Must have been after we agreed to have it in. Yeah. Here's Giannis on how much tape he watches. <laughs> I'd be very, very honest with you. I did not, I don't watch basketball. I did not watch any game of Wemby before that. And I don't, I didn't watch any game of Wemby after that. Not just Wemby. I just, in general, do not watch basketball. So, stats, highlights, how people play, I have no idea. And I, I love it. You know, I love it when I go to the game. I have no idea who I'm playing and what they do. Makes it harder. <laughs> so I think the last part he's joking. Right. I think the beginning he's not. Really? I think he's being totally serious that he's not grinding league pass. We know certain guys are because they tweet about games. Right. Like, look, sorry to bring up LeBron here, but LeBron, who's the ultimate keep the main thing the main thing, is a basketball nerd. And is watching League Pass and tweeting mm-hmm. when guys are going off. I do not think Giannis is not re- watching scouting reports or film or any of those things. But I just don't think he's going home and watching the league. Which this is my the, the message I would give Giannis. People that consume the entertainment industry want our entertainers to be unbalanced obsessives. And if you're not, keep it to yourself. Right. You don't think he's upset? Like, there's ten I, stories I, about I, him being like. I, I think that I, I think that he very well may be, <coughs> but in this in this instance, he came across as the opposite. I think it's one of the reasons Joker's not as popular. And the, I said entertainment industry for a reason. There are actors that we know are like bad to people on set that are almost held in a higher regard because they're method actors and they get so obsessed with a role. And people, when they're spending their time or money uh, investing in something, they want those people to be all in on it. And that is something that I think the NFL does really good on, is making the fans believe these players are obsessed with winning and the NBA doesn't do as good of a job on it. And so I think it's just bad messaging by Giannis, a guy I love, but I think it's bad messaging. Yeah, it doesn't come off well. And I agree, like, I think he was dead serious at first. About Wimby. Yeah, about not watching basketball. And look, over the years I've talked to players, there are a lot of players that grew up not watching basketball. While we, they were out playing basketball. Sure. And a lot of us were sitting there watching it, and they became great players. Rob Parker, my partner on the Odd Couple, Fox Sports Radio, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, yes. tells That's a why, story. That, that turn on too early. Yeah. <laughs> he tells a story. This is hilarious. So when they – the dream team, right, Or and Shaq – or it wasn't the dream team. It was the top 50 players. Okay. Or no, no, it was the dream team. And Lenny Wilkins was one of the coaches. Yep. 
And Shaq said to Lenny Wilkins, Coach, you, you really know a lot of the, about the game. Did you play? Yeah. And so it was, this was one of the later dream teams. And, and Lenny was like, Lenny Wilkins is a top 50 player of all time. Was actually there. Shaq wasn't at that. Yeah. He was top 50, but Shaq didn't show up. But that is, that is emblematic of a lot of players not knowing the history of the game. Um, so I, don't, I think Giannis probably doesn't watch a ton of games. All right? And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a problem, obviously, if he's not grinding film. And I would think you do because sometimes you do as a team. They give you your tablets. You're, you know, you get the scouting reports. I, I mean, he said he, he had to be joking. I think the end it he was, was joking. If you're not knowing, yeah, like. The end he was joking. The beginning he wasn't. What, let me just take him seriously for a minute. And I'm not chastising him because I think he was joking. But if, it, if you don't study your opponent, you won't know their weaknesses, how to attack them, a la the Miami Heat that puts up a wall, and Giannis has been baffled by it in most cases. And so I just – now, look, Floyd Mayweather said he never watched film of his opponents, and obviously he's great, but well, it's hard to imagine. I think he is 100% joking. From the beginning to the end. Yes. Really? Yes. I think he, 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 looked, I, he said I'm being totally honest. He said I'm being That's totally honest. I can't give Between you an evaluation Giannis on Wimby. Like dad jokes, and I don't think it, his timing was perfect on I, the joke. It's not a funny joke, but I think he's 100%. See, I, I, I hope th- he is. I think it was they played the Spurs twice in December, and he has not consumed one minute of Spurs basketball since then. I think that's what he was telling us. Oh, you got to watch the Spurs? Well, that's what he was asked about women. I watch, you have the, to watch Spurs the Spurs every game. <laughs> every game. I've been watching Wizards. <laughs> Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, save $30 on the American-made Steel FS56 RCE Trimmer. Real Steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from New York, it's the show that desperately needs a lozenge. I'm doing my best. (laughs) The second hour of First Things First. Today, should the Chiefs go all in for a three-peat? Meanwhile, why Caleb Williams is the perfect prospect and a better prospect than Joe Burrow. The stat that you need to see. Okay. (laughs) But right now, after 10 years in Tampa Bay and catching touchdowns from legendary superstars like Brady and the Big Joe, Mike Evans slated to become a free agent, 13 touchdowns and 1,200 yards last year. Here are his next team odds. Texans at one, Bucks at two, Chiefs. Ooh, and then two teams on the rise with high draft picks, the Bears and the Patriots. Nick, do you love Mike Evans on the Chiefs? No, I don't want him on the Chiefs. The, Wait, uh, out of loyalty you don't to the want Mike show? Evans? Well, listen, if he wanted to come play for $5 bucks, sure. But Mike Evans is too good to take anything like that type of contract. I think Mike Evans is going to cash in one more time mm-hmm. in you know to a big degree. And signing... 30-year-old wide receivers entering year 11 is not the way the Chiefs operate. And I understand that all this season, 
we, in order to make football discussions work, we pretended the Chiefs hadn't just won the Super Bowl with a nondescript receiving core. And now all offseason, in order to make football discussions work, we're going to have to pretend they haven't won back-to-back Super Bowls <laughs> with nondescript re- receiving cores. But the, even if they have the money, which they can create because they can move Patrick's right. money. And this is where I'm going to, you know, I understand it was my 2023 resolution. I might bring it back for oh, wow. 2024, be less humble. It's going to sound arrogant on behalf of the Chiefs. You? When they draft, when you draft as well as the Chiefs have, you need the money to keep those guys. Creed Humphrey is about to get one of the biggest center contracts ever. Trey Smith is about to get a contract. Legereus Sneed, one of their draft yep. picks. Mm-hmm. They might lose him because he's going to get a top-of-the-market deal. Trent McDuffie is going to, a year from now, need a top-of-the-market deal. They have drafted so well that these young players, they need the money for their second contracts. And so, guys, I would be looking at, because I think they're going to cut MVS. Super Bowl champ, two times over, great playoff performer, saves him $12 million bucks. So a guy like Rashid Shahid, Gabe Davis, so, someone like that that is going to be inexpensive on maybe a prove-it deal. But Mike Evans at $25 plus million a year, it's just not – it doesn't make sense. It just yeah, doesn't make sense. Nah, I hear you. And, and, and I like what you said about Gabe Davis, Rashid, Rashid Shahid, like – because those guys, I think, with Mahomes can, and they might become superstars. And that's what they need. Because I know you like, and I like Rasheed Rice. But he's more underneath. He can run after the yep. catch. Like, I would love to see them get a deep threat. And obviously, they can win the Super Bowl if they don't improve the receiving core. I mean, mm. we don't know that they will, but they can. They've done it the last two years. Juju was good, but, you know, he's not a great receiver. So you can't say they have to, but you guys know since the Super Bowl, I've been saying I want to see them go get a great receiver. And maybe one of those young guys, I get it. I like T. Higgins. He's only 25. Evans will be 31 in August. He's going to get a monster deal. Yeah, see, that's the thing. And that's why if if they get one of the two you mentioned, I'm fine with it. But if I were them, I am looking for a deep threat receiver. Here's why. Not just to win it. And I get it. You win it, it doesn't matter. But I also – I want to maximize Patrick Mahomes. I want to – we can still have – there's no law that you can't have a great defense and a great offense. And Mahomes carried them because of his greatness. They won it with him. But imagine – why can't you have the great defense and he's throwing for 315 yards a game? So I I want them – I like the two names you mentioned because they won't be too expensive. So I want them to go get a deep threat receiver who can catch. Did you see this Warren Sharp uh, tweet? I thought it was quite interesting. Um, This is average length of touchdown pass from Mahomes. 2019. There you go. It was 17 yards. Then 13, 8.5, 4.5. And last year, just under 4. So I thought it was laid out like that. I thought it was a pretty sharp contrast from 17 down to four. Do you think this is the new normal? Like, ah, this is just what we do. We well, I, so it should passes. be noted that 2021, when it was all the way down to eight and a half, they still had Tyree Kill. Mm-hmm. And 2022, when it was barely above this year, he won league MVP and they were the highest scoring right. team. That, in my opinion, was actually in reference to how teams changed how they're defending the Chiefs. Got you. Teams, his first two years, didn't think he could keep it up. Right. They were like, you know what? 
We are not gonna. We're not gonna give you all the underneath. You're gonna have to prove to us. You're just gonna hit us over the head, over the top again and again. And he did. Mm -hmm. And so then they changed, and the Chiefs went through that brief struggle in 2021, and then adjusted. I this year, obviously, the offense didn't work the way they wanted it to for large portions of the season. But you got through the growing pains to the other side of it, and I think Rasheed Rice is going to be the Chiefs' number one receiver. I don't think he is a like the deep threat Jamar Chase type. I understand that. Mm-hmm. But I think he is a number one. I think they're going to draft a guy. So you have Rasheed Rice. You have a rookie. I bet they bring back McCole Hardman, yeah. Justin Watson, who has been steady. I know you don't love that he went to Penn, but he's been steady. <laughs> Penn got and then a lot of one veteran in the MBS role. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's your receiving core, not even to mention they have Tony coming back if he gets his head on straight. So, like, that's it. I just don't think the Chiefs are going to use their resources going after Evans, T. Higgins, Michael Pittman, uh, who are the right. three big wide receivers yeah. on the market. I just don't see it. Um, talking three-peat, Chiefs are on the record that they want to go for it, uh, but have the second-best odds, San Fran number one. But history, no friend. Uh, no team has even gotten back to the Super Bowl. Uh, after winning back-to-back, and a third of the teams have missed the playoffs altogether. So you kicked around this idea, should the Chiefs try to go all-in, kind of put a championship on the credit card to try to go for the 3 So can I put it to you for a moment? You're a Patriots fan. You guys won six titles. Would you trade the Seattle and the uh, last Rams one? Yes. For the undefeated season. 100%. We barely deserve Seattle. I mean. right. So the, the Atlanta one I know is special. Atlanta, no, it's 28 And the first, right. But yes. the, so that's the, the argument is, should you chase immortality at the expense of long term? So my answer, you guys are going to love it, is a bit of both in this regard. I would overpay, because they won. I would do basically whatever it takes to bring back Chris. Yes. I think Chris Jones, like it was, it, even if it's not financially prudent at his age, that position to pay, I would do whatever it takes to bring him back. But the other stuff you can do, trading a first round pick for a veteran, you know, the, the restructuring a bunch of deals to create temporary cap space. The reason I don't like that is I still think the best Chiefs team of my life didn't win the Super Bowl. I think it was the team that was going for the repeat. They were 14 in 2020. They were 14 and 1 when Mahomes played. Mahomes had 40 touchdowns, six picks. He had 5,000 total yards. They blew out Buffalo in the AFC title mm-hmm. game. And you got to the Super Bowl. Four of your starting offensive linemen were hurt. You couldn't compete. Point being, you can go all in, and because it's single elimination and football, have nothing to right. show for it. Right. And so that would be the, you, you know, you don't want to. So I would, I would bring back Chris Jones no, almost no matter what. Other than that, I would treat it like a normal year because they were able to win the Super Bowl during a retool and a yep. down year. So it's not like they have to move all their chips in the middle of the table to be able to win it again. I would go all in, and I definitely want to bring back Chris Jones. But like you said, this is immortality all right, that you're chasing. And here's the thing, Nick. It, it, let's say they go all in and don't win it. The window ain't closed. I mean, as long as they have Patrick Mahomes in his prime, the window is wide open, and this year is the prime example. So even if they go all in, it doesn't work, 
they're going to be right there contending next year, you know, the, the following year. Uh, and I'll, here's the argument for bringing in a big name at some position yep. or if it were a receiver or whatever. You send the message. Now, we know they said at the parade they're going for three in a row. Obviously, Mahomes is motivated. But some of these other guys winning a, another championship for them you know, it's a legacy definer for Mahomes, mm-hmm. Andy Reid, maybe even a Chris Jones, you know. But yeah. for most guys, it's not. We don't know how many Super Bowls various positions won. You know what I mean? So you have to do something to kind of send them a message that, hey, we're not relaxing. We are going for it. And if you bring in a big-name free agent, it's like, oh, wow, we just won the last two Super Bowls, and we're upgrading. Yeah. We're trying to win it. So – that's the argument for, you know, making a big splash. I wonder oh, – don't, we don't have the list. I wonder if you have anybody off the top of your head that will give the Chiefs a discount, the Super Bowl ring discount. So I, so I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about the position that they need because the, the wide receiver – the, that the wide receivers that are out there are other than Mike Evans, guys going for their first big payday. Those guys never, no. are, you know what Nor I mean, never they. give a discount. What typically those guys end up being are guys who aren't pending free agents, but high salaried guys who are about to be cut mm-hmm. in the next 60 days. You know what I mean? Guys that teams look at them and say, all right, you're scheduled to make $12 million. It doesn't make sense for us. And then they're like, you know what? I, I still have $6 million coming from that team that cut me. Yeah. I'll go there. I, but one of the secrets to how the Chiefs, and I, I mentioned this on our parade coverage that obviously got cut short, last year the Chiefs became the first team, the second team ever, to win a Super Bowl with the quarterback having a top-five cap hit. The Giants in 2011 were the other. This year they became the first team ever to win a Super Bowl with the quarterback having the biggest cap hit in the NFL. Why are they able to do it? Because they have literally less than half a million dollars of dead money on their books for next season. And because they have maybe, maybe one bad contract. A contract like, yeah, Jawan Taylor, the right tackle, who, again, they won the Super Bowl and he played well in the postseason, mm-hmm. but the penalties, he's, very, he's highly paid. They let him paid. get away with some It goals. is, okay. It I, is, I, I, that's what I see. No yeah, that's what media. you see on the internet. <laughs> It is, you go up and down the list of these teams that have gone all in over the last few years. They are littered with contracts they regret, dead money from J.C. Jackson, Mm -hmm. having to, you know, potentially cut Joey Bosa, and that's just the Chargers. Like, so the the Bills are in a disastrous situation with Von Miller. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't know what they're going to do there. So... The Chiefs have been very, you know, judicious about that. I don't think that's going to change. Derrick Henry? I don't know. Henry <laughs> they got Pacheco, bucks. baby. Oh, you think Der- I don't think Derrick Henry's going to. He hasn't Marshawn made that much Marshawn Lynch-like. Marshawn Lynch-like. It's cool to get a ring for Derrick. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You know, weigh this on your digital scale. Fox's own Joe Klatt ranks Caleb Williams as the best quarterback prospect since 2012, writing on Twitter. If I were to rank as prospects, 
The quarterback since 2012, Andrew Luck, RG3. Here's how they would stack up. Caleb at one, followed by Trevor Lawrence. Burrow, Drake May, then Bryce Young. He then added, not pictured here, I know that reading is hard. However, as prospects, all caps, is the entire premise of the exercise, double exclamation points. So it seems like some people had some issues with it. Or, but we get what he's saying. Yeah. He's not saying now. He's right. saying when they were prospects. That's right. Get that. As a prospect, I had Josh pull the numbers on their final college season. Joe Burrow was undefeated, was smoking a cigar after the national championship game. Averaged 400 total yards, 65 total touchdowns, only seven turnovers compared to Caleb's. This year was not great for him. He still had 41 and eight. Uh, so, Nick, your reaction? Well, I'm surprised you said he had 41 and 8 because I know for you, like, those numbers just come across as blurs. He had 7 and 5. He had 7 wins and 5 <laughs> losses, which is. Well, the, was 15 and 0. The, the, no, so, that was your integrity on the so, um, so, listen, I, I think this is. I almost fully agree with Joel. So, uh, the, my confidence level. In prospects since I've been on TV, the was is Caleb one, Trevor two, Deshaun three. I'm surprised he didn't have Deshaun on there, and I'm surprised he did have Bryce on there. I know he did. I I know Deshaun went twelfth, but but so much of the prospect evaluation is measurables, Mm -hmm. and that's one of the reasons you have Caleb ahead of Joe. Is Caleb is obviously more mobile. Caleb is not as significant of an injury risk, you know, even you know coming out of school. Right. And Caleb has a stronger arm. Joe Burrow to this day, his only real weakness as a player is lack of that elite arm strength that Mahomes has, that Josh has, that Lamar has, that the other guys he's competing with. Now, he might be the second most accurate of the bunch, and obviously he has a lot of the intangibles that Brew talks about a lot. But Deshaun, you know, I talked about it before, when the Chiefs traded up in the Mahomes draft, I was so excited because I was – Convinced they were drafting Deshaun, mm. and I was disappointed. Oh wow! I was, you know, because I had watched Deshaun. He had all the measurables, no, he and he had right. the similar resume of yeah. Burrow as far as the yeah. winning and all of it. Uh, but yeah, this is Caleb is as close to a perfect prospect as we've had since Andrew Luck. Now, what that means to people can be different things, but the people who do this professionally have been in lockstep on this for three years. That. This is about that this moment in the NFL is about Caleb Williams and nothing he did at USC or Oklahoma should have changed anyone's mind there. Here's what's scary. If we can put the list back up there, there is one guy of that five that we know is great. That's right. And he's injury prone. And that's Joe Burrow. I mean, it's tough to see it, but you got Joe Burrow. I know two of them are in this draft, but this is how hard it is to gauge how great a college quarterback is going to be in the NFL. Where There's no Patrick Mahomes. There's no C.J. Stroud. There's no Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert. None of them are on there. And none of them were as ballyhooed and as touted as Caleb Woods. I'm not saying Caleb's not going to be great. I'm just saying just because he's viewed as like this can't-miss number one prospect – does not mean he's going to be that. And we saw it with, with Trevor. Now, Trevor may become great. He's obviously good, but the verdict's out on him. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just 
I just think when you evaluate college quarterbacks for the pros, you need to look at those intangibles. You think how quick is the release? How do they process? How do they move from one? The first option is not there. Second option is not there. And a lot of these guys at the big schools don't have to do that because they're receivers. Now, Caleb, it wasn't necessarily the case. Correct. But their receivers are so great that they're always open to first or second option. What's so that, they don't that's a shot read. Matt Jones? Well, <laughs> maybe accurate, one of the most accurate. And quarterbacks I could of give all time. many shots at Mac Jones um, if I wanted. Last three quarterbacks drafted at number one. This is their rookie year and their second year. So we had Burrow obviously got hurt. Second year they got better. Trevor obviously had a rough first year. Second year was better. Bryce, we'll see. So what you're seeing here also, and this speaks to Caleb, organizational, let's say stability, let's say just good fits. Nick, are you as confident? I know you're confident in Caleb. Are you confident in yeah, I think Caleb's ability to thrive within the Chicago system yes, that listen. we haven't seen maybe in my lifetime? Okay, so no Bears <laughs> quarterback. This is my buddy Danny Parkins' favorite stat. He is afternoons on the radio in Chicago. No Bears quarterback has ever thrown for 4,000 yards. That's an insane stat. No Bears quarterback has ever thrown for 30 touchdowns. So 4,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, which is – a good but not unbelievable season to put together. No quarterback in Bears history has either done either at any point. But I think Ryan Poles came from Kansas City, knows what he's doing. I think the way they have built it up there. Now, I don't love the head coach there, and I don't love the defensive-minded head coach with a blue-chip quarterback, but Houston's trying to prove yep. me wrong yep. in that instance. I think that is a winnable division. I think the Lions are good and the Packers are good, but there's not a juggernaut, in my opinion, in that division. I think that is definitely the conference you would want to go to. They also have the ninth pick of the draft. They're going to get something, even if it's not as good as what people thought it was going to be, for Justin Fields. They already have D.J. Moore. They already have their right tackle. They already have, I think, their center. They have a lot of pieces in place. Mm -hmm. They traded for Montez Sweat. They're going to bring back Jalen Johnson. And I think Caleb is superstar special. Yeah. And while it is a crapshoot, I understand that. Most years, if you have quarterbacks go one and two or just one, that ends up being the right call. Like the, th this past year, we show Bryce, but that just, that's just because the Panthers should have drafted CJ. And the Trevor, but I don't know if CJ is CJ with the Panthers. The, I don't think CJ as great as we've seen CJ. I don't think he was special, great enough. I think. Oh, but to to totally change. I agree. The but it wouldn't have been. A, they wouldn't have been the worst team in the league. Again. Probably not. And Houston was a bad. Now I know D'Amico deserves. No, they a lot turned of credit, it around though. Houston and, was a bad. And situation. say what you want about Trevor. If they did that draft again, he would go number one again. Say what you want about him. I mean, sure. He would yeah. go number one of not just all the quarterbacks, all the players. Trevor Lawrence would go number one. And Joe Burrow, despite the injuries, would obviously go number one. So there's actually a better track record than you think of number one overall guys. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, we just got an update. We are 
a little bit closer to Mr. Beast. A little bit. I saw the tweet that, that he wrote. He said, I trapped people in, in glass boxes Buddy. and tried to... Well, I, what was he gained, after? We, we add about 1,000 a day. He adds about 10,000 I know, but he was Every day in he glass boxes and wouldn't let them out. Okay, go ahead. Gabe Davis said goodbye to mm -hmm. Bill's Mafia, which made me sad. Nick, do you think this is a huge deal? And well, you also kind of snuck in, you want him on the Chiefs. Look at his dogs in there and everything. Yeah, I mean, I think he would fit on the Chiefs. Uh, he obviously had one of the greatest postseason performances in Arrowhead Stadium history <laughs> against the Chiefs a few years ago in the epic game that, of course, the Bills lost because it was the playoffs against the Chiefs. Um, I, if I were the Bills, here would be my concern. If you don't bring Gabe Davis back, you are really, really reliant on Stephon Diggs not listening to his brother all offseason. Because his brother wants him out of there. And then I, I, I like Khalil Shakir. He's right. a nice player. Yeah. But I don't Great. think Josh can do what Patrick did, which is doesn't matter who my receivers are because he's had good receivers and hadn't been able to do what Patrick did. Right. And so I don't think this is a huge deal. Uh, and they maybe they'll bring back, maybe he's wrong. Mm -hmm. But it would make me nervous because Diggs also, Brew, seems to be a declining player right now. No, I, I agree. I think they need their receiving core intact. Well, if they if they lose Diggs, it better be for another good receiver. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think this is kind of a big deal. You know, I like Gabe Davis. Yeah. And love him with the Chiefs, but yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's the last place they probably want him to go because he'd be better on the Chiefs than he was with the Bills. Seven touchdowns, seven hundred fifty yards. Well, we'll see you tomorrow, yeah. and I hope you get yourself I'm gonna, some I'm gonna get lemon tea. That's what I've been drinking all day. I'll be better.